Welcome everybody. We are live in the studio with the lovely Miss Mia in the house, and this is a rare opportunity. Mia is just <laughs> as strong as they come, so it's an honor and, and definitely for me, it's special for me to come to the studio and actually take your time to be here. So I want to welcome you to the program. We want to take this time to thank our sponsors before we bring you uh, on, on the radio. Uh, we want to thank uh, CIN for giving us the opportunity. We want to thank John for always, always supporting us. We want to thank uh, Lane Records and all our sponsors out there. So Mia, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's so great to be here. I second those sponsors. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we want to pay our bills. And when we come back, we're going to speak live to you and uh, see how we can dig around what you've been doing. I'm super excited. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back, Mia. Thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to be with you in the studio today. And uh, you look lovely, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. It's so, much, it's so great to be here today. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> so for, for those of you that are listening and watching us live, uh, this special guest today is Mia Gregerson, and she is just as strong, as powerful as they come. You know, I've known you for so many years now. I can't even, we stop counting. We just keep We go way back. <laughs> you know, I, I, I met you before I started losing my hair. Now I'm losing hair, you know, so that, that explains it. Oh, know? yeah, and I'm dying my hair now, so... <laughs> Yo, you've been dying your hair? Oh, yeah. Nobody knows that. Mia, you look so natural and everything. Oh, thank you. Don't so, look close. Okay. So, <laughs> well, thank you. Seriously, uh, welcome. And uh, I want to just thank you for the opportunity. Uh, you're very busy, obviously. Uh, I know who you are, but I want to do it justice. Please introduce yourself to the listeners out there and the viewers so they can understand what kind of a woman, dynamic woman we're talking to. <laughs> well, I guess uh, I guess the best way to do is just a little introduction about myself. And I come from a very um, poverty-stricken background. I was born mm. a, a girl in Taiwan where at the time in the 70s where they would keep the boys and give away the girls and the girls would go into the sex industry. Wow. And so I got really lucky and... Uh, American-born parents went to Taiwan. My dad was in the military, and mm. they were on a list for little baby girls, and I was taken to a local orphanage, right. and uh, we were matched up. And so at a very early age, I came to America. I went through a public education, had a good family um, who loved me, and um, but at the same time, I looked very, very different from the community that yeah, I grew up in. Yeah, yeah. So after I became an adult, it really made me realize how much I wanted to serve the community and give Correct. back. Mm -hmm. um, and people will call me an accidental politician. I really have no political background. <laughs> I, don't, I don't second that. I don't, you, you are not an accident to this. Oh, I was an accident <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> but with that, um, I was really driven to really serve the community. Right. And it started off as a volunteer, but it didn't take long to realize that being an elected official is such an honor. Yes. And it really is the way that um, all the programs we care about, it's the policies that really drive that and fund Absolutely. those. So. Absolutely. And before we actually talk a little bit about politics, and stuff like that. A lot of, uh, you're a person of color yourself, uh, according to the way you just explained, and you know, we all know that. So what are some of the challenges uh, that you've faced being in your position right now, uh, considering everything you've gone through up to today? You know, what are the challenges that you faced the most and how have you been part of the solution? Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> my background really, like I started off saying, is I come from a community where it's majority yeah. Caucasian people. And so, being an Asian growing up at that time really defined how people treated me. Mm -hmm. um, my best friend was white and um, we'd have the same teacher and I would have different grades. Yes. Um, I was picked on quite a bit. I was thrown around the, wow. the playground. So I'd be late coming into the classroom because somebody would be, you know, hurting me. Yeah. Um, 
So with that, through that lens has really helped define me in what I believe in justice and mm-hmm. what I believe in making sure that through this p- position of individual power, I'm able to really help others through yeah. building community power. Yeah. Um, and today we see it either in the other Washington and how they're behaving poorly or in our own local community here in South King County where people are struggling and working two or three jobs and they still don't get the same opportunities as we see in other parts of this county. Correct. Now, so you, you, you've, been, you've held a lot of high positions, including being a deputy mayor. And being a mayor yourself, you are deputy mayor to Tony Anderson, right? <laughs> I remember back yeah. yeah. Uh, fr- a good old friend, Tony. Good Shout old friend, Tony. Tony. Hi, Tony. <laughs> so, so you then you became the mayor, and then you became state representative. Just walk walk us through the journey on how you kept climbing on the ladder to be where you are today. Yeah, and I think um, to talk to everybody out there is that remember you don't have to think of this as a linear journey. It's really about. Um, training yourself to say yes rather than no mm-hmm. to different opportunities. Right. Um, and so for me, that's really my journey is really hesitating on saying no, but really just saying yes and that's being true. willing to risk that. Yeah. Um, with that, yeah, it, you, you get on a council and you learn how to work with people of all different backgrounds. So I think mm-hmm. those skills really help um, train you to be in the position of different leadership um, as you're going through this. And, and remember, I've been doing this for like 10 years. So, um, <laughs> it's like a second nature for you. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it, you know, it looks like it, it looks like it, you make it look so easy. When they say fake it till you make it. Well, I don't know about that because <laughs> it looks so natural for you. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yeah. but really I try to, especially young women, I really try to remind them that we're all just trying to fit in. Um, mm-hmm. Government does everything that businesses have already cited that they can't make money doing. And so really, it is an opportunity to really make sure that those that don't fit in mm-hmm. can find that space and really be part of something bigger Excellent. than themselves. So. Now, you, you're very smart because you surround yourself with people that understand policy. People, All your friends, they are, most of your friends, they are part of the, the system, right? They work for the government. They work for the people. Most of them are elected officials. So... And even on your private life, you have people that actually understand, you know, what it takes to run and, and, and run for office and, and become, you know, officially an elected official. So for someone who's trying to become a member of the city council, any city, what do you have to do to prepare? What did you do? Yeah, I think that's a really great question. And it does look like I'm part of that insider group. And right. um, it wasn't always that way. Yeah. Um, and really, um, it really just takes picking up the phone or sending an email to any elected official that you even know exists mm-hmm. and just asking them to have a meeting with them to understand sort of how they got into it to personalize this work. Right. Um, I remember the first meeting I had when I was trying to decide whether to run was yeah. the father of a classmate of mine who happened to be the mayor of because that was yes. the only elected official I knew yeah. to really ask. And so you really do go back to the people that you know and try to build that community from mm-hmm. there. Um, running for office is um, it's something that I always say it's kind of like getting married. It's going right. to end, but yeah. it's really, really hectic. And yeah. there are processes to it that feel very formal and there are processes that to it that feel really lonely. Yeah. Um, and so having that core team of people who just have your back, whether they know politics or not, yeah. is going to be critical because you just want people on your team who have you in their best interest. I see. Did you always know that you're going to end up becoming an elected official? Please, no way. <laughs> I remember going to my mom. My mom doesn't even watch the news or read the newspaper. Uh-huh. And I remember going to her and saying, hey, mom, I'm 
and I'm thinking about running. What do you think? And, right. Um, she didn't really have any good words for me. So, you know, so a lot of it, you're just doing it cause you kind of know in your heart that this is something to serve other people is yes. worth the risk. Um, yes. And to all of you out there, it, you don't have to do it alone. And there's going to be a lot of small, hundreds of small decisions that you'll make. And then not one of them are going to, you know, create doom. It's just a, a small journey. Each, each step is a part of the bigger journey. Right, right. So um, you failed before, right? You, you, I have. I've you lost. You've tried and yeah. you've lost before. Mm-hmm. Some of your friends, some of our, our friends, our mutual friends, they are still elected officials and they've never lost before. No. So they, they freaked out about what it is and how mm-hmm. it could feel to fail. Mm-hmm. What did you learn in your in your failure? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, well, I don't know about you, but I'm very, uh, I come from an athletic background. And anytime you're trying to get better, mm-hmm. you have to go into a space where you're being challenged so that you will fail. Yes. There's no way you can know how to better yourself or understand really what you're missing bef- until you fail. Right. And in this case, it was really my community. My community wasn't coming out to vote. And, yeah. um, and that's a struggle even up to tonight, uh, yeah. up to right now, because yeah. a lot of people of color, you know, we, we want to see change, mm-hmm. but then we're not part of the, the voting process. Mm-hmm. And, and so you can't expect change if you don't show up at the, mm-hmm. at the, the polling station. Yeah. So and, and what are you doing to encourage the people and be inclusive for people to actually understand that they have to show up to make change? Yeah, well, I think it's on me to be um, even more thoughtful than that because if I expect community members to come and turn out to vote, to vote for either myself or someone I know, it feels very um, selfish. So it's really about intentional, long-term, sustainable community building, community engagement, Mm -hmm. helping to educate them about issues that they care about. Yeah. Um, and helping to have them find their power, their voice. And then ultimately the what to that is voting. Absolutely. Um, the why to that has been built before yeah. the actual campaign in itself. Yeah. And I feel like that's the most kindest way to have our community be engaged in the process. Yes. Right. And it's also the most sustainable way. I see. Very well said. Now, you, you are very involved in, uh, in the city of SeaTac. Mm-hmm. But I always see you in Kent. I see you in Seattle. I see you in Tacoma. I see you in, 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 uh, in Olympia. I see you and there, too. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I have to be there. I'm like, hello. <laughs> right, right, right. And like, like I said, you know, we go way back. And we can bore our, our listeners and our viewers by explaining some of the things that we've done together. But it's really about you right now. We wanted to find out. So what, what are some of the projects that we've been very, very proud of? the process that you've been uh, part of as far as changing the city of SeaTac. Mm, uh, the city of SeaTac? You. Yes. Well, um, for those that are reading mainstream news media, mm-hmm. um, I'm very proud of the the downturn in community engagement, the sort of what we saw regarding the Trump administration and how Correct. all these things over the last decade have sort of played itself out. Mm-hmm. And that is politicians being able to see that say that they want to be elected without being political like that's right. not a true statement you can't yeah. do that right <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and so i feel, feel very proud that SeaTac is an area that i think most people who don't live inside SeaTac but mm-hmm. around us mm-hmm. are very aware of the issues that of are the happening issues. Yeah. Yeah. um i don't think that could have happened if a lot of us hadn't been working on trying to shed yes. light on the the things that were going on in our community mm-hmm. um i'm also proud of the 15 dollars minimum wage and yeah, i guess to roll that one. back a little bit yeah. right like yeah. if you don't do something like that you don't have anything for other people to really hate on absolutely be upset absolutely. about um, um you also did uh, you were part of the the, the changing process of uh um you know the uh, light rail right yes. how did that affect uh you know your your campaign and and the things that you believe in 
Yeah, I think um, the beautiful part about being the city of SeaTac that has an international airport in the middle of it is right. that a lot of transportation issues do come part and parcel with that mm-hmm. and um, issues related to the airport and the airport community. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were the first city to have, I think, you know, outside of Seattle to have three light rail stations. Absolutely. With that comes lots of opportunity, but also as you're seeing even as recently as last week, the gentrification of our community oh, being yeah. displaced. Yeah, that, that's a big one. That's yeah, a big one. Yeah, but that's where you see also uh, odd year elections or when, you know, we only had like 23% voter turnout in SeaTac. Mm. Um, odd year elections and August primaries really... Um, we need to change those until we start changing how we elect people yeah. in odd year elections. Yeah. Um, we're going to continue to lose that battle. Absolutely. And we keep being pushed south, further south. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the city council, they have uh, a lot of power when it comes to land use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, what have you learned from other cities like the city of Kent, city of uh, 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 Seattle or Olympia? What have you learned that you think could be incorporated in the city of SeaTac? Uh, well, I think one of the things you'll see is these small cities. City, the city of SeaTac is actually a very new really, city. Yeah, very it's only too. been in, you know, incorporated since 1990, along with Burien and the mm. city of Fedaway. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways, they're like a teenager, kind of like our right. country. Mm-hmm. And Growing so we're a little going. bit like, hmm, <laughs> right. we haven't really suffered that much yet. So right. we're a little um, self-absorbed. Yeah. Um, and so I think what I've learned from these larger cities, cities that have a... Fl- um, and a separate elected mayor also is they treat themselves as a little bit more seriously, Yeah. but they also have a little bit more revenue. Um, and they're larger. They have one school district that matches the, that city, yeah. which I think helps align some of the different values that we all believe in. Our children need those resources. That's right. Um, so, I always tell you that I have this dream about a Highline City, yeah. which is really the Highline Plateau being right. one city. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the last time I saw you in Olympia, you know, I had the privilege to come and uh, you know witness you guys voting. I think it was about gun control, mm. and and not so controversial. It was controversial, but uh, <laughs> but you know, this is I didn't tell you this, but this was uh, so when we witnessed you guys voting, right? And uh, that was the last day when when the actual you know thing was being passed, and and so we were watching, and it took like three seconds and you guys like that you voted i'm like wait these guys just changed our lives within like three seconds because because you know as as an independent person we don't know how the law works sometimes so just to be present at that moment it is still something for me to go and do research on how the voting process works right so you guys were deliberating for all these months or whatever how long it took and but you made the change just like that yeah so how important it is for you for people of color to be involved in the uh, policy making and, and, and why do you think we need more people like yourself uh, to be available and, and present in those moments? Yeah, well, um, you're absolutely right. When the when the deed is done and, and the um, we've made up our mind, we just yeah. move, right? Yeah. Um, but there are lots and lots of hours and hours of deliberation that lead up to that. And yeah. I think those that are most disenfranchised actually believe in the worst of that. They think yeah. that's it's all rigged. Yeah. But the reality is it is a lot like making sausage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and See, that's uh, what I like about you because you always use sense of humor too. <laughs> I get that from John. Hi, John. Um, Right. But, um, yeah, and so I think um, civic education is such a huge part of this. Yes. Um, I could 
tell you how we got to that final product, but you'd be sleeping by the time oh, we got to the end oh, of it. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think the reality is, is that at least at state government, we do a pretty good job in making sure it's all televised. So understand yes. sort of these different resource mechanisms. Yeah. Whether but it looks so boring. TVW. Like when, you, when you're watching on TV, it looks oh, I know, all boring. And, yeah. So uh, I was like, I don't know how these guys do it, you know, cause it just looked so long and tedious. Oh, we don't know, know how we do it either. Yeah. That, that is crazy you know and then when you stand up you know everybody's stretching and trying to you know gasp a little bit of air that's remaining you know mm -hmm. that's uh but you do a fantastic job um so john plays a big role in not only in your life but other people's lives as well as mm -hmm. far as strategy you know and all that's and preparing people for office and things like that are you in a position where you can uh one day when you hang up you know or <laughs> all your hard work are you going to be able to pass on what you've learned to other people and prepare them for, for, for leadership? I sure hope so. And I really hope that every day that I am living on this earth, that I'm actually doing that and yeah. constantly. I don't think a day goes by where everything I do is through the lens of making sure that I'm empowering people. I'm an X generation. So yeah. both John and I are actually from yeah. the X generation. We're right, both adopted, right. actually. Oh, he is adopted. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I and know. I think what it does is it really makes us realize that the only way that we can really change the arc of Mm -hmm. justice or make yeah. sure things are more fair is by just using these these days to ensure that we get out to as many people and as to many organizations as we can. Yeah. Um, in South King County, as you know, we're in such a special place that yeah. unless you live here, um, nobody really realizes the true, the true opportunities and the yeah. true challenges. Yeah, there, there are a lot of opportunities, uh, especially within uh, uh, like South King County right now, because before, if you're from the nonprofit sector, uh, you know, there are grants that are specific, very specific. This grant is supposed to be for, you know, people of color living in the city of Kent or South King County or what have you. But somebody has to show up and, and be inquisitive enough to try to learn uh, what's out there for you to, to take advantage of so that you can continue pushing yourself and uh, continue to grow. Now, a strong woman such as you are, uh, to maintain a relationship, family and all that stuff, what does it take? To, to maintain both your, your political career and, and, and just family? Um, so far, all I can tell you is that I live <laughs> a very minimal life. <laughs> My world is fairly small. Right. Um, I have chosen not to take another job. You'll see it's very difficult in some of these positions yeah. to have individual power. Um, the way the po political system is in the United States, we right. don't get paid very much. Right. Um, but what the problem is, is that very young people mm -hmm. don't tend to, or very... Um, um, middle-income people yeah. don't tend to take these positions because they really need to be able to, these are my main working years, so they really yeah. need to be able to make more money. Yeah. So um, I just live a very minimal life. I was 21. I was a single parent. Um, yeah. My daughter's 25 now, so yes. she's on her Beautiful. own. Yeah. So I'm very lucky to not have that type of um, responsibility. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why I feel like a rabbit trying to hurry and help mm -hmm. pass the torch to other people, yeah. pass on what's happening, push out the baby boomers. Sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> no, you did not just say that. You know she should watch this. Should we edit that? <laughs> oh, okay, I do okay. love my mom, but you get what I'm saying when right, it comes I to people you. just pushing the button because yeah. it's fun. Um, we're not in a place right now. We can't, as John will tell you, we can't recycle our way out of this. We yeah. really have to yeah. push hard. All what, of us. What's your way going forward? You know, um, you're you always ambitious. You're always pushing the button and pushing the envelopes rather. And you're always trying to become better as a person and as a leader. You know, what are you working on now to become 
even bigger than you are? <laughs> um, well, I'm an Asian. And so what I've learned about myself is that I tend to want to assimilate rather right. than stick out. Right. So I really have to push on myself to um, pretend that I really want something yeah. and um, rather than just be okay with being where I am. Yeah. But I recognize my community, our community needs me to keep thinking about that so mm -hmm. that then I can pave the way for others. Yeah. We are in a place where we've never had women of color or yeah. people of color in these positions. So it's pretty lonely. It's hard, yeah. but it's also a responsibility. So I think um, to answer your question, it's just really trying to be in the moment and look for those opportunities mm -hmm. without hurting anyone else while yeah. still empowering as many people as I can and not right. forgetting our community. Yeah. Immigration is one of the big ones and uh, you're very passionate about that because you, you, are, you live in, in a very diverse city and your life itself is very diverse. We can reflect that by looking at your friends, all the people that are <laughs> always around. I love around. them too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, um, and you've seen, certainly you've seen challenges, including myself, you know, going through the process of immigration, you know, uh, what do you think needs to be changed as far as the immigration system is concerned for the United States? Because I know that's a big one, but uh, just in, in a quick way, what do you think needs to be changed a little bit just to make things a little bit better? Well, we need a new president. <laughs> no, you did not. Just say Well, it's kind of oh, true. I know you mean it, but... Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, I actually think that... Um, mm -hmm. Communities don't get involved until they feel enough pain. Right. And I do think that to look at the bright side of the, the situation we're at right now, yeah. um, which is really embarrassing and sad, yeah. um, the bright side is that a lot of people are aware. And I think that if we do what we're supposed to do, we help educate ourselves on what to do about that, yeah. um, make changes so that um, it can't happen again, and, um, and then force elected officials in the federal government to, yeah. to do what that is because government is just people, people that we hire and we elect. So that's true. That's true. But I think it's also important that the community gets involved in, in all these forums, you know, immigration forums and people are educated because you have people that even have the rights. They've gone through the process of, uh, you know, legalization and all that stuff. And then when they get their naturalization, they forget that they have to vote. And, and so those issues are being reflected when we, put leadership in, uh, in, in, in our communities. And, and so once we put them out there, boom, they forget about all the issues that they were campaigning for, you know. So, so that, is, uh, that is a major one. But uh, you have friends who are also on the other side of the aisle. I do. And uh, how do you, on the friendship level and also on the political level, how do you balance the two to make sure that you don't create enemies at the same time you also stand on what you believe in? Mm -hmm. Well, I think... Um I think you and I both know individuals who are so motivated to right. get something done. They're very transactional yes. that they're willing to give up sort of telling the truth. Maybe yeah. they'll do white lies. Yeah. Um, for me, I just tend to slow down a little bit more to make sure mm -hmm. that what I'm saying and what I'm doing match. I know that that sounds weird, but yeah. um, we're no, making constant decisions all the time. And pretty soon you're like, hey, wait a minute. That's not what they said. That's yeah. what they did. <laughs> and then pretty soon I think elected officials, one of the things that I feel that people appreciate is if they can truly just trust you. Right. And even those on the most farest different of the political spectrum, mm -hmm. I can respect just because of that because I can trust them mm -hmm. that um, what it is they're saying is actually what they believe. What the, yeah. And um, and then you identify issues that you can 
can work on together and yeah. build that informal relationship first. Yeah. Um, it's media that's actually not kind to us. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Special I had interest to, groups. I, I, I hope to agree, but I, I had to agree, but uh, you, you're right. You're right. And uh, what's the limit for you? Should we hope that one of these days you have uh, aspirations of running for presidency? <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> well, I kind of like I mean, here I where I am. <laughs> Remember, I was not born in the United States, so that well, I mean, knocked me you out just right never, there. Well, that just buzzed you right I off. Am. You and I are out. <laughs> you can't get rid of me that fast. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good question. I'm in my, um, you know, I'm 46 years old yeah. and I can definitely feel that sense of go big or go home. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I recognize we have a lot of young people right now are super inspired. They're super eager to get into these positions, yeah. move into these places. Um, and so I think it's just putting my ear to the ground and trying to figure out yeah. where is my place that's still helpful yeah. while still empowering those, giving um, my shoulders to others to leap from. So I wish I could be more specific with you. I yeah. think things will start to unfold as, as you know, the governor will run th- for a third term, I'm guessing. Yeah. He'll win. Um, and if all that happens, then we're looking at another, right, yeah, two another or three stage years. So, that, yeah. so I think it's just really, for me, we have a lot in the state to do. Um, I just came back from a fellowship where I worked with legislators and judges from all around the country. Yeah. And what I think um, I want to bring home is that there's some really good stuff happening in places that we don't Absolutely. identify with at all. And Absolutely. so this country as a whole is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, there's a strong desire to bring civility back into the work we're mm-hmm. all doing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one step at a time. Um, and that um, if there is a change out in the presidency, there'll be a lot of positions to fill. Yeah, absolutely. And so just trying to figure out where everybody's going. Absolutely. The last one, uh, I know census is coming up and you guys are yeah. involved somewhat, you know, Big so, um, you know, what is your involvement when it comes to census 2020? Uh, I know that uh, you're pushing and running and making sure that, uh, first of all, congratulations to everybody. We got the money, the funding for the state of Washington to be able to support uh, the, the, the movement. And so how are you involved or do you know people that are influential that are making decisions as far as uh, how nonprofits can be involved and just the, pub, the, the community at large can be involved in, in the process of uh, accounting? Yeah. Um, well, thanks for bringing that up. It is a big issue. And um, as a chair of the state government tribal relations committee, we've really taken that on and doing a lot of work sessions and making sure that that funding yeah. um, got the attention that it needed. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm seeing now is as the money is being um, rolled out, systems work exactly how we make them. And yeah. this system left some communities out. And so um, I'm working very hard to ensure that those communities aren't left out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we're only as strong as our weakest link, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's where I'll be working right more immediately. At the same time, pushing forward with those that are ready to go and giving them the resources yeah. um, and amplifying it through my connections too, right? Um, yeah. I think and, that's and really that's, important. That's a big one because you, you're very well connected and uh, I inclusive uh, of, of that conversation, you know, it's we, we are able to do some of the things that we're able to do because of uh, um, knowing people such as yourself and, and some of the folks that are uh, within the government. And uh, that really makes a significant uh, change. And I would encourage community members to be involved, whether it's on the city level, you go show up at city council meetings and because you have a right to, to be able to do that. But folks don't know that. So uh, we tend to, especially for us that come from other countries, you come here, you look at, you watch on TV, like, oh, that's the mayor. You've never actually had a chance to mm-hmm. talk to her mm-hmm. or him. And, and, and right off the bat, you exclude yourself from the conversation. But uh, if the elected officials are able to hear from us as the community members, then some of the things will start making a change. Um, 
So what are some of the things that we should expect from you coming up before we wrap up? Hmm. Well, hopefully you'll expect me to always be there as one of your biggest fans. Oh, <laughs> look at you. <laughs> well, so you're true. my biggest fan. I'm uh, your biggest fan. This is a love fest right here. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, it was fun. You know, speaking of uh, oh. fan, you know, I saw you at the game, at the Mariners game. That was fun. I, you texted me. I was on the field. And yeah. I, look, I look over you right there. Which I'm like, she actually has a life. You're watching the game. <laughs> like, what in the world? You know, so it was good to see you relax and and enjoying a little bit of stuff. Oh, but you. seriously, tell us about what's coming up uh, well, for you. Yeah, well, um, we're going into a short session next year. And um, as a new chair of yeah. a big, uh, very busy committee, already we're getting, um, we're preparing for different work sessions. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a huge fan of the de- the democracy package that we did, whether it's same day registration, voting rights act, um, right. right. But I think it's time for a 2.0 to that. There's a Absolutely. lot more. And I, I talked a little bit about that. It's ending odd year elections or 14 other States that have that, mm-hmm. uh, the August primary. Again, if we don't, in, in a two-way primary, if we're only getting two out of 10 people turn out to vote, and then you have tons yeah. of rejected ballots by our yeah. people, yeah. Uh, because 50% of those ballots are rejected by uh, signature challenges. And typically, if English is not your native written language. The first language, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I think there's some more movement there. I'm very, very motivated to yeah. kind of blow that up a little bit. Well, the good thing, Mia, is that you're just down the hall from here. So anytime we need you in the studio, just bing, come bing. and grab you. <laughs> So, so, so this is this is not the end that we're seeing in the studio and uh, you're more than welcome here and thank you for being a part of the, the the movement that created this opportunity for us to have a voice just right here in the community to invite different people to just come and you know uh, speak up on the issues that matter to them and uh, we truly truly thank you and John and, and CIN and everybody else out there that are just supportive of understanding that media plays a big role in putting our information out there and making sure that everybody's involved. So uh, any last words before oh we gosh. let you go? I do have to say, you know, uh, I am learning and I hopefully you'll help be a, a partner mm-hmm. with me on this. And that is really the digital divide that right, we're in and right. the digital equity one. stuff. Yeah. Um, I believe that South King County is just ripe for that. We yeah. need a media hub. And yeah. I dream about it being at the Highline College where mm-hmm. really our young youth can have access to that. I'll be on the light rail station. Absolutely. And so hopefully sometime this next year, you know, we're really talking about that. And yeah. um, I think through your um, constituents too, mm-hmm. together, we can really make sure and figure out how to connect with them where they are. Um, mm-hmm, and that'll mm-hmm. help all these different issues we talked about, whether Absolutely. it's voting or census Absolutely. or redistricting later or whatever. Um, Absolutely. You see how easy this is when you just talk from your heart. And you, we, we didn't have a plan. We just, <laughs> just keep talking. You know? We can just talk forever. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. But I want to thank you seriously for being here. And you're a very rare person to find. You're mm-hmm. always working. You're always doing stuff. And, uh, and I know that you have special people that support you. I want to give you this opportunity to thank them. Thank you so much, everybody. I love you. And I hope you know that I'll always have your back. Oh, thank you, Mia. Thank you. So thank you, everybody, for being part of this program. And we just want to thank you and keep supporting us. We'll see you soon. We love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>